Ah, okay, welcome, welcome. We are live on the Sauscast. Special Tuesday afternoon edition. Lot going on. We had to do a Tuesday show. Okay, uh, welcome to Sauscast on Valuetainment. This is where finance meets romance, the sexiest financial podcast on the planet. We got money, we got women, we got relationships, we got networking, we got a little bit of this. Nat's doing the robot out here. Uh, if you're first time watching the show, thank you for being here. If you're a Long-time listener, double thank you for being here. My name is Adam Sazik. You call me Saz, and I'm here for one reason and one reason only, to help you people out there get paid, laid, and do it your way. As always, I got the lovely Natalia Del Valle in the mother. Hi. Ficken, Ficken hi, house. Hi, hi. Looking good, smelling good. Awesome. Tasting um. fresh. <laughs> okay, we got Angel in the house, our freaking freaking DJ out here. He's out here, DJ Reckless, Rex in effect. Uh, but a lot going on in the world right now. The reason that we're doing a Tuesday episode is because this Thursday we're doing a live PBD podcast episode here uh, at our live event studio right here featuring none other than Rudy Giuliani, yep. former mayor of New York City, and Dave Rubin, talk show host, pundit, and all-around swell guy, and myself and the biz doc. And you never know what kind of celebrity guests are going to be here with PBD. You never know. But a lot going on in the world today. Excuse me if we're going rapid fire. Is that okay with you, Nat? Yes, let's do it. We've got rapid fire. Here's some topics we're going to be covering today. The latest on Andrew Tate um, and his brother Tristan Tate. We all know that they were freed from prison on house arrest. Mm -hmm. Our good friend Pearl, uh, who I'm going to defend over here, uh, mm -hmm. got into some hot water Ooh. with... Uh, Someone she had on her show recently, the uh -oh. white supremacist oh. uh, who loves Jews. Yeah. Loves Jews. <laughs> Nick Fuentes. He loves us so much. Yes. Uh, ben Shapiro, speaking of Jews, we got some Jew on Jew hate crime. Ben Shapiro calling me out, Ooh. calling fresh and fit out, looking at me with condemnation, judgment. It's like, Ben, relax, bro. We get it. You're conservative, <laughs> okay? But, you know, now you're coming at me. I don't, we don't need any of that. Uh, we got some of the worst financial advice you'll ever hear in your life. We got the worst girlfriend ever. Yikes. Break up with her immediately. You will tone in for that. Um, we got judging men. Is it okay to judge men by how their wives look? Angel, mm. you're doing a great job. You can know that this man can close. His wife is way hotter than him. Way to go, buddy. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit of Nat's favorite topic. She's the female Jordan Peterson over here. We're going to get a little... Uh, tranny with you. Uh. Want to talk about trans activist Dylan Mulvaney oh taking women's gosh, jobs. Someone. Taking women's jobs. Signing so a lot to cover today. So forgive me if I'm going Speedy Gonzalez over here. Um, but Nat, before we get started, what's on your mind? What you thinking? What you got? What do you need the people to know? Let's get this party started. Well, first, thank you all for tuning in today. Today's episode is on a Tuesday because yes. we have a lot going on, on this week. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. So thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you guys, of course, like, comment, subscribe to the channel, share today's podcast because we're going to be addressing a lot of issues today. And I'm fired up. I'm pumped mm -hmm. up, excited, and I'm ready to get right into it. Let's get right into this Turn thing. it on. So turn it on. <laughs> Sauscast on a Tuesday. we got Angel out here pulling up clips. Uh, let's start with where we left off on the Friday episode of the Sauscast, mm. and that was the release of Andrew and Tristan Tate. This is a story that's near and dear to our heart. Uh, Tristan Tate actually tweeted out the people that supported him the most, him and his brother the most, during their lockup period, and it was three names. It was the comedian Cat Williams, it was P. 
PBD and team valuetainment. Yeah. And it was Tucker Carlson. So from people left, right, center, basically saying, something don't smell right over here in Denmark. Something rotten in the state of Denmark. Shout out to my friend Hamlet out there about William Shakespeare. You probably didn't catch that reference right there. You're still working on your states. But basically, they understood that, that we've kind of called this a sham uh, conviction or sham arrest from the get-go. But Tate and his brother are free. Um, we've done some polling out there with our audience. And basically, people are saying, about time. This guy's been locked up, I think, since December. Mm -hmm. Finally came out. And this was actually the tweet and the video that came out. We can pull this up. I'm sure you've seen this before. Yeah. Uh, play that video of Tate just pacing around in his house. I'm sure just happy to be free. If we can make that video a bit bigger. Happy to be free, pacing around. Everyone's probably seen this video by now. Yeah. After been locked up in jail, who I think wrongfully accused, wrongfully locked up, what do you think that man is thinking? Well, you don't have to assume, because let's go to his tweet of what he actually said. Pull up that tweet real quick. It's right above that, if you can scroll in on that. He basically said, go ahead. Since last year, I've been 24 hours locked down, no yard time, pacing a three-meter cell with zero electronics or outside contact. Absolutely clear, absolute clarity of mind, real thoughts, real plans, vivid pain. One hour home and I can't stand my phone. Some habits die hard. We must defeat Shaitan. Locked up three months, mm. uh, pacing. Pull that clip up one more time. He's basically yeah. saying he, people were wondering how he was tweeting. It wasn't him. Mm -hmm. Scroll down a little bit. Um, Scroll down. It wasn't, it wasn't him the other way. Oh, so I can see the tweet. Yeah, there, boy. Uh, it wasn't him tweeting. It was someone who was in his camp that was tweeting. Mm -hmm. But pacing uh, the cell, no electronics, no outside contact, absolute clarity of that. mind, real thoughts, real plans, vivid pain. One hour, one hour, was that say? Home and I can't stand my, my phone. phone. I love When's that When's the last line. time you went one day without your phone? 48 hours out without your phone, 72 hours without your phone, one week without your phone, one month without your phone, three months without your phone. Imagine the thoughts that are going through your head. PBD wrote a Wall Street Journal best-selling book called Your Next Five Moves. Yep. Do you think that Tate is plotting his next oh. five moves? Everyone should be plotting their next five moves in right. life. We do a business planning workshop at the beginning of every year. We had it here um, late December, early January, about plotting your next five years, developing a business plan. I can't even imagine the planning that's going on through this man and his brother's head, locked up wrongfully mm -hmm. for the last three months. Did you see the image of uh, his brother? Basically, took uh, as soon as he got home, he said, "I got to get out of this uh, this ragtag beard that I got." You can pull up that image real quick. Yeah. Tristan basically said, "This beard's getting a little disheveled. Time to shave that." Angel, pull that up real quick. Um, it's just an image of that. Yeah, scroll in on that. So he was looking real uh, Wolfman-esque. Wow. He's back to looking clean cut. By the way, if you watch the Friday episode, we saw that our lovely friend Brody basically, um, you know. Came on and shared some personal shared some personal and stories that I think that she uh, has mm -hmm. been holding in for quite some time about mm -hmm. Tristan, whether you... Um, or fan of Tristan and Andrew or not, mm -hmm. um, they had a relationship. Right. It was, uh, you know, I think very bold of her to come out and say what she had to say. Right. Um, and we, we all took positions on that, but uh, I've been very clear that I think these guys have been wrongfully accused. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a couple little quick stats for you. In custody since December 29th, 
Uh, they were arrested on human trafficking, rape, organized crime, along with two other Romanian women. Tate's communications director, quote-unquote, this is the reason that they were actually allowed to leave jail and go under house arrest. He said they are not a flight risk. They are not a danger to public safety. They therefore won their appeal, and they were replaced their detention time with house arrest. Now they are on house arrest until April 29th. So what are we, April 4th at the time of this building right now? So right. until the end of the month. Andrew Tate still, quote-unquote, I maintain my absolute innocence, and teams like mine cannot lose. Mm. Okay, for three months he's been plotting, scheming, thinking about what's going on right there. Um, Tate's, Tate's story has circulated the globe so much yeah. that the... That the longest running show, I don't know if it's still the long running show or if it's The Simpsons or South Park. I don't know if The Simpsons. South Park, we all know what South Park is, did a parody mm -hmm. of Tate. Let's see if we can pull that up real quick. Of What did they have to say? Make that larger. And this is South Park's parody sure. of Andrew Tate sure on, um, on South Park. Let's hear that. Hey, you f guy. You did not harass the ladies. Well, I wanted strippers, not prudes. You want to talk big man, huh? You want to be big man? Whoa, whoa, okay, I, I think I need to explain something to you, okay? Look, I'm just trying to combat the messages that the liberal left is putting out to young men about their male instincts being toxic. The f*** are you talking? You know I'm trying to show my son and his nerdy little friend what a real party is, because society wants them to be ashamed of their masculine natures. You want a real party? Yeah! Truth is, I got a whole barn full of weed. I will call some friends. Anyway, you know you've kind of made it when South Park is doing parodies <laughs> of you right there. However, South Park, usually great at accents. That is the worst, worst Andrew accent. Tate accent I've ever heard. They had him as like a John Gotti Gambino family <laughs> guy. Like He's half American, half British, Dubaian, Romanian, whatever his accent is. It ain't Italian. Yeah. I call some friends. I don't know about that accent right there. Yeah. But Andrew Tate, can you go to the tweet that he said about South Park? Pull that up right before the video. He said, when I will be proven innocent, I look forward to help create the greatest South Park episode uh, of all time. How many people are going to tune fan. in for that? <laughs> anyway, that's the latest on Andrew Tate's update. I feel compelled to, to uh, talk about this story even... Uh, before he, before he was canceled, after he was canceled, before he was in jail, mm -hmm. during he was in jail, now that after the fact that he's now on house arrest, because I feel, um, number one, vested interest in this. I think we have a very similar message about self-improvement, becoming the best version of yourself. And if you can do that, become a high man of status, then the world's kind of your oyster as a man, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's your wealth and your networking and your success and your status and everything comes with that, whether it's your health and your fitness and the way you look and the way you dress and the way you carry yourselves or your personality and your game and your charm and your wit and your humor and your smarts and your intellect. This is the highest form of manhood is to be uh, great at all three of those categories, the wealth category, the fitness category, and the personality game category. And I think Andrew Tate embodies that message. And I think there's certain people in the world, <coughs> the wokesters, that don't want to hear that message yeah. and they don't want men being real men. So you guys let me know your thoughts on this, but I think I kind of know where you guys stand. I'm anyway. excited. I'm excited to see this new 2.0 Tate. I think Tate's coming out like 
uh, like I love that line where he said he's like just like turned off with social media. I think just having that mindset of I'm not going to my phone to look for things to talk about, things to worry about, things to put myself involved in. He's coming at a place of full clarity. Yep. So, and this is going to be a new version of him. You know, he's going to be going into a new type of exposure. You know, he's going to have this, you know, credibility of going through this type of turmoil and coming out and then you get to see the type of person he becomes so i i'm very excited to see what happens after this you and, hear that, and of course what Nats happens excited to see uh, uh 2.0 <laughs> and to see what okay. happens overall with the with the court and gotcha. everything but anyway I'm but that's a, that's the latest tate update we appreciate that um let's move on to the next topic right here another friend of the show mm. has been all up in the news as of late and we are talking about our friend Pearl, pearly things, um, Pearl Davis, you know, a bunch of different names that we know what's going on. But basically, um, she's she's blown up so much over the last year. Business Insider just did an article on her. If you can pull that article up, Angel. Mm -hmm. Um, As Andrew Tate languishes in jail, this article is obviously prior to him uh, being released on house arrest. A new celebrity anti-feminist creator is filling the gap unlike him. She's a woman. So we all, we all know that we're a big fan of Pearl. Right. Um, here's some highlights that's going on. So before Tate, it was Kevin Samuels that was sort of the face of the red pill. We all know our friend Rolo. Um, then it became Tate, fresh and fit, uh, obviously over the last handful of years. But Pearl, I remember meeting Pearl a year ago. A year ago this month, she had like 50,000 subscribers. Now she has 1.3 million subscribers and counting rose to absolute fame because there was a um a void in the the relationship red pill dating manosphere space and the void was filled by a woman mm. also we have other friends like ali drummond mm-hmm. rebecca uh even janelle yep. uh that that basically voiced their opinions on these types of subjects but pearl has proven to be um quite the voice and the quite the opportunist mm. in this type of category. Um, here's some, some of the highlights of what they had to say about the business, business Insider article about our friend Pearl, and then also some of the hot water that she's been in. So basically, um, despite criticism from other creators, Davis told Insider she does not think that she's a misogynist. If you're not familiar with Pearl or Pearly Things, she wrote, hosts a show called um, the pregame, she's based out of London, she's from, from Chicago initially. Um, she's making a ton of dough, and she still has her dad managing her money. We talked about that on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's 26 years old. Highlight, 26 years old. Shout out to her. Uh, her YouTube audience has grown 50% in the last three months since Tate was detained. Uh, Tate's last show was with her mm-hmm. and Brittany Renner in London. That was in late December, a couple days before... Uh, Christmas, a couple days before his arrest, December 29th. Um, she's increasingly been nicknamed the female Andrew Tate, so anyone that's familiar with Pearl understands why, uh, including by critics will consider her the latest celebrity misogynist. Uh, she hosts a podcast called The Pregame, where Davis debates and criticizes feminists, praises Tate's teachings, and presents herself as a rare champion for the male point of view. A female defending the male point of view. Unlike Tate, Davis does not, Davis does not consider herself a misogynist. I don't think Tate's necessarily a misogynist. I think you can advocate for male rights and ma- male improvement without 
disdain for women. There is a balancing act that you can play with that. She, quote unquote, says, I do not hate women. That's what Pearl says. I am a woman. That's mm -hmm. kind of ironic right there. Instead, instead, she argued the criticism over her work is the inevitable backlash now that finally there is a form of media that advocates for men. People don't understand this, is that she has a very close relationship with her dad. Mm -hmm. I think she has five brothers mm -hmm. that basically she gets along with very well. She's basically just some arguing from their point of view. She's basically sick of hearing men get shitted on by feminists and wokesters and liberal agenda, let's say. And she's like, I've got brothers, I've got a good dad. Not all men are a piece of shit. She also says, a lot of you guys out there talking about the women are ready for this, brace for impact, ladies, mm. are shitty wives. She said in a recent video, you don't cook for your man, you belittle him, you nag him all the time, you don't treat him like a man, all right, and you basically disrespect your man. And she asked the question, are Western women typically good wives? You guys let me know. Are Western women still capable of being good wives? I happen to think some are. A lot are located in the Midwest. A lot are lo located in small towns, little villages, little pueblos out there <laughs> in New Mexico. Out here in Miami, slim pickings out there. A lot of uh, what, do you, what we call uh, here for a good time, not a long, long time, time type ladies. Uh, unless they, you know, are Natalio Del Valle's of the world that where they can, you know, kind of do a balancing act. Yeah, wave to the crowd out there. <laughs> um, basically, she says that... Um, Unmarried women get pregnant and is 99.99% of the woman's fault. What happens right there? Mm. She grew up in Chicago in a 10-bedroom home. Holy shit, a 10-bedroom home. Her family's got some money. Holy shit. Pearl, you've been hiding that from us for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, her mother was on the board of directors for UN Women USA. Um, and her father was an entrepreneur. Um, basically, we all know basically what Pearl stands for. She's basically advocating for men in a world where women basically like to call men misogynistic and basically toxic, and some men just want to be men. She says, quote unquote, men are discriminated against in society by the legal system and feminists at large. We all know that women initiate 70 to 80% of divorces, 90% of the time the, the courts rule in favor of women. Um, and she basically is just sort of tipping the scales of justice in men's favor. So, um, responding to claim, Davis Hold Insider, misogyny is the hatred of women. I don't hate women, nor do I think that she hates women. I think that Pearl is a very necessary voice yes. in a sea of women that are constantly attacking men. Um, and I think that she's um, very necessary for the world. I think so too. If there's anything that we stand for here is that open dialogue, discussion, debate, disagree without being disagreeable. Pearl's been on our show, mm -hmm. I don't know, half a dozen times uh, here on this stage, back in the old set. She's been on Jedediah, mm -hmm. and she's actually genuinely a sweet person. Yeah. You know, um, 26 years old, 26 years young, and uh, there's things that, that she does well. There's things that she, you know, pisses a lot of people off. She definitely pisses off what she calls, quote unquote, the whales out there, <laughs> the big girls. Sometimes big girls need loving too. Sometimes they just got to drop a couple LBs. I don't know. I said it. But she's out there. But um, I'm not going to just be singing all of Pearl's praises because she has come into some hot water recently. Mm. I don't know if you've seen the situation that she was in where she hosted the white supremacist known as Nick Fuentes 
on a couple shows, mm. and um, she's catching some backlash Probably. for that. So we're gonna play a couple of those clips, let you decide for yourself, um, and then we can kind of give our two cents at the end of watching these clips. Mm -hmm. um, so here's the first clip where she's talking with Nick Fuentes about blacks, Jews, slavery, anti-Semitism, mm -hmm. and all the topics that basically nobody ever gets upset about. So play that first clip uh, if you can. It's, uh, is that the right clip? Yeah, that's the first one. It's the first one, yeah. okay. Us was not special and all countries have done that. Yeah, And exactly. so you're saying, why is the Holocaust special? Yeah, basically. Oh. Okay, what do you mean basically? Well, yeah, I mean, because, uh, of but, course, you know, we're getting into the details of it. But, yeah, that's that's the that's the gist. Yeah, I mean, it, but you kind of deny it happened. Yeah, I deny you, some of the you, parts of you it. You deny parts of it don't seem realistic to you. You right. think they're embellished upon. I think they're embellished, yeah. The same way. This sounds, oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Ah, they're going to be gonna in get trouble. This sounds, this sounds similar to the slavery stuff, too, because that's that's literally they, they the founder of or the guy who made Roots said I wanted a myth for my people to live by. So they often, but that's what they do is they embellish, and I'm not trying to say it wasn't horrible, it was, right. but they wanna make it like more horrible so that mm. they can control people. Okay, next clip right there. So basically, you know, Pearl is Ooh. dipping her toes in the water, sitting down with a anti-Semitic Holocaust denier, white supremacist, white nationalist, Nick Fuentes, <laughs> and just trying to have a, a casual conversation with someone who is basically denying the atrocities of the Holocaust. Six million Jews were killed. I had family members that were killed. Uh, I've been to the Holocaust Museum. The Holocaust Museum in Miami is literally across the street yeah. from my house in Miami. You know, the build building yeah. with the big ha yeah. hand out there. And um, everyone is entitled to her opinion these days. Nothing like a 24-year-old American who knows nothing about the Holocaust to weigh in that he thinks the atrocities of the Holocaust were a little overblown. There are um, concentration camps in Bucharest, in Auschwitz, all over Poland, all over Germany, littered with the uh, dead bodies of Jews and gypsies and handicapped people mm -hmm. and basically people who went against Adolf Hitler, mm -hmm. and that'll never be heard from or seen again. But Nick Fuentes has an opinion that I didn't think it was that bad. So, you know, they say that when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. These are the prizes that you win when you sit down with uh, someone like Nick Fuentes. Let's go to the next clip. Mm. And, you know, I don't. Wow. I really don't. I, I don't. I don't wish luck to racists. Oh, I'm not racist. Uh, yes, you are. Yes, you are, Nick. Yeah, I am a little bit yeah, racist, I but yeah, I am listen, a little bit racist. I hate people. I love people. It's just <clears throat> race is real. Race is real. Race is a part of us. So, hey, it is what it is. And um, the Italians, we do not claim you. Oh, oh, hey, the Italians don't claim you. You're the one dating a black guy. The Italians don't claim me. They don't claim you. Oh no, they claim <laughs> me. They claim me. I don't think so. They do. Italian guys, yeah. Italians, Tell an Italian big, guy about lovers. your affinity for black guys. That'll go over real well. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Nick. Maybe some brajol. <laughs> there, there's some Italian No, but I'll, I will make my uh, black boyfriend some of that. Ugh, wow. You don't know any better.
Yeah. yeah it's just um, it's just sad. I think you know. Here's what I will say: Don't cancel this guy. Let him keep talking. Yeah. I'm an advocate for shining a light on idiocy. So, um, look, you're, you're sitting down with somebody who judges groups of people. Okay, when you're like, all blacks are this, all Jews are this, all whites are this, all Mexicans are this, that's a very dangerous predicament to be in. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it, this is somebody that Kanye West has aligned himself with, and that's a very um, tough needle to thread when you're Kanye, because he's like, love the anti-Semitic stuff that you had talking about, Nick, but I'm just going to look the other way about the black stuff. So if there's anything that we can say about Kanye, he's obviously no fan of Jews, but loves blacks. So how do you advocate for someone like Nick Fuentes that basically is like, ugh, black people, ugh, can't believe it. It's like, how do you I think it's just congregate the, around that? I think it's not even so much the what they're having the attitude about. I think it's more so just the way of like behaving, like that whole mindset of like, okay, maybe I don't hate the same type of people as you, but I understand that feeling of like hating a specific group of people. So I think maybe that's where they maybe they feel like they relate, even though not necessarily on the same things. It's just the way it's structured. I think they agree with, which I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. So, you know, you're more than welcome to do that. I think what you got to be very careful is when you have those type of controversial guests on and you agree on certain things, you have to do a very good job explaining yourself um, because you can see that clip from Pearl and instantly be like, oh, you know, yeah. this, you know the, have an opinion about her and you don't know anything about her. Um, it is kind of a real tough thing that she did say, you know, both of them, um, because with history, you know, there's proof that, you know, Holocaust took place and slavery took place and they're both horrible things, you know? Yeah. So to kind of downplay it, to kind of get your point across can offend people. And, you know, for the right reasons, you know, you've had family that, you know, did pass away from the Holocaust. So, you know, people who maybe have more of an immediate, uh, um, relationship with that whole experience they take a lot of offense to that mm -hmm. so but that you know that comes with the territory of saying bold statements you know putting your opinion out there you're gonna have certain things where people are gonna push back at you you may say something that didn't come out the way you wanted it to and you know that's just kind of how you have to deal with it but I mean that's what happens when you know you got freedom of speech you have the freedom to say what you want yeah and uh, I'm okay with that so yeah. look um, here's my message uh, I think at the end of the day here, um, a lot of people out there are trying to cancel Pearl now. Yes. Or call her a racist or basically say, you know, that she is taking advantage of people or mm -hmm. uh, she has a lot of black people that work for her that are basically up in arms about this. I get it. Um, this is my opinion now. Uh, I think Pearl is a good person. Uh, I do not think that she's racist. Yeah. Uh, she has not shown me, us, yeah. anything like that. I think she's a person that is open to sitting down with anybody. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when you're open to sitting down with anybody, you get sat next to somebody that is going to make you look very bad. Okay? Nick Fuentes has asked to be on Valuetainment multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. We said... <sighs> Do we really want to give this person a platform? Mm -hmm. um, eh, we're not anti-give him a platform. We're just not pro 
giving this person a platform. Mm-hmm. I'm not ruling it out. You know, I think it would be hypocritical for us to say we would never have another platform. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. It's mm-hmm. just, is this? Are these the conversations that we really want to have with somebody? Correct. Um, and 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 the the lies and the peddling uh, mm-hmm. of myths, truths that are out there. So uh, I'll tell Pearl this. Uh, she's 26. Okay. Uh, everybody's entitled to some mistakes. It's not like she was the one making these atrocious comments, but she is the one basically giving him a platform. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's wrong on that. So for all of you that basically were Pearl fans and now you hate Pearl, lighten up on the girl. Yeah. She's 26 years old. She's rose to stardom very fast. She's kind of grappling it all. We've had some private moments out there where mm-hmm. I had to give her a hug, where she was basically going through some emotional stuff. She's young, she's learning, yeah. uh, and she'll get better. I guarantee you that she is somebody that has a thirst for knowledge, that is inquisitive, mm-hmm. and generally has a good heart. I'm saying that for somebody that sits with a host of people from all along the political and social economic spectrum. Right. So I'll also say this to Pearl. Sometimes... Uh, you just kind of need to stay in your lane. Yeah. You know, they say that the riches are in the niches. Pearl, you're killing it by talking about relationships yeah. and red pill concepts and fe- feminism. Maybe you don't dip your toes into slavery. Just yet. Anti-Semitism. Yeah. White supremacy. Maybe that's not for you. But if it is for you, just be prepared for that backlash. Right. But just to be abundantly clear, I, I like Pearl. I support Pearl. I don't think Pearl's a bad person. Correct. Um, everyone's entitled to some mistakes. And as a Jew, and as somebody that loves black people, I will say that um, I think Pearl is a good person, and mm-hmm. I don't think she's in the wrong here. And I will defend Pearl to people that want to say otherwise. That's just my opinion, yeah. and I'm sticking to it. Anyway, moving on to the next story. Speaking of Jews, Jews. speaking of Jew-on-Jew Jew crime, there's a situation out right now where Ben Shapiro mm. is calling out Adam Sosnick, yours truly, host of the Soscast, and our friends, Fresh and Fit. So Ben Shapiro took to his show recently to do a reaction video, uh, watching a video that I did with Fresh and Fit not too long ago, basically reacting to a comment of when Myron from Fresh and Fit, my question to him is when men should get married mm-hmm. and ben shapiro had some very strong feelings and some indignation and some contempt <laughs> for yours truly so let's play the video right now with ben shapiro basically calling out me and our friends uh, in today's day and age you shouldn't be getting married until you're at least 35. that was my married. next question as for you as a, yeah. as a man what age what should you women? consider getting married so i have th- this is my thing that i tell guys yeah. i think 35 years old had slept with at least 50 women, 100K per year, you're in shape, and uh, you got six months to one year of savings. All right, done, I gotta get married. I've done all that. Here's the Republic right there. So that is a recipe for a terrible marriage, by the way, guys. Waiting until you're 35 and have slept with 50 women, that is a terrible recipe for marriage by every available data point. It turns out that you are much better in terms of getting married if you get married younger if you do not have a wide variety of sexual partners all the stuff about you know being in shape and having money and all the rest like you should try to do that generally speaking but this notion that you wait until you're 35 you've already made a bevy of mistakes that have shaped your character and made you much more rigid as a person and that you should have had a basis of comparison in terms of sex of dozens and dozens and dozens of women no the data do not support this and it's stupid i say okay so let's just kind of break down what ben shapiro 
called us out for yeah and um maybe what i agree with and what i disagree with from our friend ben mm -hmm. shapiro by the way uh this clip aside you're not going to find a smarter more intelligent person yeah uh book smart social smart economically smart than ben shapiro mm -hmm. what i will say is ben shapiro has not been out there in the dating scene he hasn't been out there in the quote-unquote real world like most guys so there's a very limited uh, knowledge pool when it comes to depths of his knowledge when it comes to uh, being out there in these streets. Let's just leave it like that. So <laughs> basically, Myron Professor Fitz says you should wait till you're 35 years old, slept with 50 women. You should be in shape, making 100 grand a year and six to 12 months of savings. So just keep in mind here, Ben Shapiro, quick fact check. He's probably 40 years old. Can you just get his age real quick? Let's see. I'm assuming Ben is right around 40. He is 39. Okay, he's 39. So he's about to be 40 years old. So Ben Shapiro has been married since he's 24 years old. He's got three kids. Mm -hmm. So basically, Ben Shapiro has been off the market, okay, since basically Obama got sworn in. Mm -hmm. Okay, in 2008, the world has changed significantly with the advent of social media, dating apps, what's going on in the world, uh, social media, everything that comes with that. Ben Shapiro is sort of uh, a dinosaur when it comes to the current dating market. He was born and raised in L.A. to a very conservative, ultra orthodox Jewish household, someone that was basically um, born and raised in Miami. I have friends left, right, center, Jews, Catholics, Christians, Muslims, Hispanics, Latinos, Haitians. I've seen it all. Um, ben Shapiro um, was married at age 24. I know a lot of Orthodox religious Jews that were also married very young. Here's where I'm going to disagree with uh, Ben Shapiro on. I say this all the time. The happiest guys I know, I know have experienced life to the fullest, have tested the waters, been around the block, have uh, test-driven many and many a cars, if you know what I mean, and at that point have seen it all, tall, short, dark, blonde, brunette, up, <laughs> down, left, right, and understand, okay, cool, I've got it out of my system, time to start a family. Some people may agree with that, some people may disagree with that. That is my opinion. Cool. Um, here's the problem what happens when you get married in your early 20s, like Ben Shapiro, who comes from a very rich family. Number one, you usually have no money. Number one, you have no um, semblance for what happens in the real world, and you're forced to grow with your wife, and you have no clue how the real world works, and you're kind of learning as you go. And the only wedding I've ever been to in my life where there was a cash bar was my friend's wedding when he was 26 years old because he didn't have enough money to basically pay for an open bar. I'm just saying, when you're that young, you don't have money for the finer things in life, like an open bar at a wedding. That's just my opinion on that. So there's a famous saying in the Manosphere community, pursue success, don't chase women. Um, what kind of success do you think you have when you're 24 years old and you get married? Very few people can accomplish that at age 24. Obviously, I think you need to know yourself and be comfortable with yourself as a man before you 
bring your issues into somebody else's life. But okay. I have, a, I have a question on that. Yes. Um, you know, I know 24, you're young, you don't have life experience. I get that. But wouldn't you also say with how media and how the world, everything has basically sped up, why can't that age become the new age where men are becoming more responsible and well prepared out in the world? You know, like getting married at 24 and, and, and having the kids and doing all that, that also ages you. You get experience from the kids. You learn to be a father. You learn to be a husband. Like you kind of start to get that real world experience without necessarily aging. So I don't know if we want to continue to say 35 and 40 a man becomes because with technology today and the exposure of the things we have today and the speed of things today, why can't that number you know, go down. Why can't we have expectations for a gentleman? Maybe not be 30, maybe the number, the new number be 28. You know, I, I'm just thinking with like, you mm -hmm. see someone like Ben Shapiro who is very well versed, he is young, he has kids, he has a family, he's successful. Like, it's possible, it's maybe not your every average guy, um, but I don't wanna shy away from the possibility of men stepping up and being prepared for certain tasks and, uh, and life experiences because they're younger. Like, a, I don't want gentlemen who feel like if they're 27, they do want to get married and have kids. Like, oh, we have to wait till 30 because that's the age that men really age and are ready for. You know, you have technology that can get you the information that you didn't back then. So I think as much as we want to push older, yes, men get better as they age and et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to also shy away from the possibility of men doing those things at a faster rate with mm. where we're at today. All right, well, you know, I'm gonna respectfully uh, disagree with my lovely friend that's Natalia okay. right that's here. Okay. And it's, and uh, you know, we might see uh, different on this. And you know who else sees different on this? The whole fucking rest of the world. Cause that's let's fine. go to these stats real quick. Okay. And let's show up some stats for Natalia. Yes. Okay, go to this graph. Men are choosing, and women, mm -hmm. are choosing to get married later and Correct. later and later in life. Because... But that's not good. Well, well, you know, numbers, you know. Okay. Facts don't lie. Facts okay, don't care okay, about okay, your feelings. Okay, okay. Can't argue with numbers. Here are the okay. actual numbers. Pull that graph up real quick. So when... Can we, can we punch in on that a bunch? Um, number one, in my old age, I probably got to get my eyesight checked. So let me pull this okay. up on my phone I can read... <laughs> Estimate median age of Americans at their first wedding in the United States from 1998 so to So in, in 1998, the average age of marriage, a man was 26.7 years old, Aww. a woman was 25. By 2010, that number went up to women being 26 and men being 28. Now in 2023, well, they only have it up to 2022, men are now 30.6 and women are 28.6. People are waiting longer and longer and longer to get married. Why, you might you say, people are waiting longer? Because people are living longer, right. okay? People are living longer. Why rush into the biggest decision of your life? When grandma got married, my grandma got married, she was 19 years old, mm -hmm. okay? By the time my mom got married, she was already in her early 20s. So now these days, people are understanding, I don't need to rush in to marriage. Men need to understand that it takes time to be a man. If I got married when I was 26 years old, dude, I just got finished funneling kegs out there at my <laughs> frat party out there. Now you want me to be married and take care of a kid? Men need time to marinate, okay? Fair enough. Men need time to figure out what the fuck they're doing in life before they start taking responsibility for other people. Shia LaBeouf once said, you know, the real 
tests of a man, when a man really becomes a man, is that he's responsible for other people. Mm -hmm. And I think men need to be, take responsibility for themselves. Learn how to grow. Learn how to make money. Learn how to network. Learn how to get out there. Learn how to basically have some accountability in your life. Fall on your ass a couple times. Get fired from a job. Lose your job. Deal with a recession. Deal with so many things in life before you now start taking care of women, start taking care of babies. I think a, men have a lot of stuff they need to take care of before they start taking care of someone else. Now, at some point, I think a man should settle down, get married, have kids, have a family. You're talking to somebody who's been out there in these streets of South Beach for a minute, okay? And I will say that, that hedonism, there's no end to hedonism. Going out, partying, getting effed up, womenizing, there's no end in sight in that. And that's not the, where you wanna end the race of life. I, have, I tell you this all the time, I constantly have friends, I constantly have conversations with my friends who are in their mid, late 30s, early 40s, and I'm like, guys, how much longer are we doing this? What's going on? When are you looking to get married? When do you have kids? And the, the answers are wildly different. Some guys are like, hey bro, I'm gonna do this till I'm 50. Some guys are like, dude, I'm ready to check out ASAP. At the same time, I have so many friends that got married in their late 20s, early 30s, and they're just like, bro, take me out with you one night, please. I'm dying over here. But everyone kind of has to make their own decisions in their life. And I respect everyone's own decisions. But the stats show that men and women are waiting longer and longer and longer to get married. Here's my final point, and then I'll let you give me a counter argument, Nat. <laughs> um, men, take your time. Take your time choosing your partner. Take your, choose your partner wisely. Take your time figuring out what you're gonna do in life. Let it marinate, let it marinate, but don't just spend your time, invest your time. I'm not saying that you should just be a frat boy well into your 20s and your 30s. Yes, you do need to have a grow up, have a profession, have a career, get something together. And if you wanna have fun on the weekends, God bless you. Women on the flip side, you have no idea how many women I know in their mid to late 30s who are desperate dying looking for a man because they didn't take relationships seriously or they thought that there would always be another better situation around the corner to lock down a man and what happens is men if they take care of themselves can age a little bit finer than women biologically speaking you know at age 35 women have what is known as geriatric pregnancies are you familiar with that term Nat? yes yes geriatric pregnancies I know men having kids in their 50s, mm -hmm. 60s. You told a story about some yeah. dude that you know how to do when he was 60 something years yeah. old. I don't know too many 60 year old women having kids out there. So men and, men and women are gonna age differently. My final advice to men is play the long game. Mm -hmm. Don't feel rushed. Don't feel compelled to make any quick decisions. There's always uh, another, what do they say? Another fish in the sea. There's other fish in the sea. Uh, take your time as a man and um, choose very wisely. Go ahead, Nat. Um, I actually agree with you. I don't, I don't disagree with you. All I'm saying is why can't those things happen a little bit faster? We are living longer. You know, you have more resources. So why not make as a, as a man your struggle period a shorter period? Why wait all the way to 30 to feel like now I feel like I know all the information I need. I've had the experience like what I'm saying is put yourself out there faster, you know, go turn the grind on and go harder because you are living longer. Like imagine if you're if you're a guy out there and you're able to by 27, 28, make your first million. 
Now you're cool. going definitely into definitely don't get married at that point. Okay, then. enjoy life, bro. Okay, but my point is exactly is that speed up your process. So even if you make your money early, uh, early and you're 28, now you're now you're gonna think, okay, well now I'm in a different phase of my life. Now women, marriage is becoming more of a relevant conversation than maybe you're 36 and you're like, okay, now I'm thinking about married kids because here's the thing: as you as gentlemen age and they make money and they have success, they also create habits. They also start to live a certain lifestyle. And the women that they find have to either, I feel like it sometimes can be harder for gentlemen to find women that they can actually like relate to because you are looking for women who are a little bit more moldable. Right. You're looking for a girl who's just going to kind of just go with the flow of the life that you already created. Sometimes having a woman that's even close in age, they can relate to you in more of a, of a way of like, oh, we grew up around the same time. We have similar experiences. We have this. Oh, this went on for me during this time of your life. There's, there is pros to, to dating somebody that are close in age. Maybe it's not ideal for men. You know, men want to date younger and I get it and I got it. But sometimes those younger people aren't able to provide knowledge or experience or, or, or things that will help a man become a better man. So all I'm saying is So how is old are you, Nat? I am 21. Okay, so Nat's 21. <laughs> okay, and would you consider yourself smart? I would consider Would you get yourself knowledgeable? Yes, I'm considering myself knowledgeable. Would you get yourself capable? Yeah. Okay, so you're basically saying that at a young age, you're capable of delivering all those things. Absolutely. Why would I want a 41-year-old? No, but my that's my point. Is no, that's that, my point. No, but my point is that if you can speed up your process of becoming knowledgeable and all those things at a younger age, then things become a little bit more of a conversation, right? Like you make your first million in your 20s, then you're having different conversations than somebody who's just finished doing kegs yeah, outside. But, but okay, what percent? Okay. What, what we're it's talking not, I'm about. I'm not talking about the broad percentage. No, you're what giving I'm anecdotal saying, stories here. I'm talking broad perspective. I understand, here. but I'm. You go you're out talking you're about one where the world is right now. Dollars. I'm talking about how can we make the world better? How can we get men to step up faster? How can we get men to be more experienced? How can we get men to get no's more often? How can we get men a little bit stronger? Like that's where I'm coming from. I agree that so, men should so rush into marriage. I'm not saying that. Pull but up I that do stat one more time. That about men. Men are getting married. Yeah. Men are waiting till basically on average age 30. I think 30 by, is a great age. By yeah. two, 2000, early 2000s, it was 26. Right. Are you saying that we should go backwards? Wait, I didn't catch that. Say that again. <laughs> Men are waiting longer to get okay, married. Right. Correct. Are you advocating that they should go backwards? I'm advocating that maybe if they can go backwards, go backwards. You know how they say that uh, you can't put the genie back in the bottle? You know yeah. how you say that you can't put the toothpaste yeah. back in the tube? That's what you're trying to do right now, baby girl. And it's not going to happen. All I'm saying is that if guys can also, like, here's the thing, is that we're also putting, pushing out that guys in their 20s, they're, they're, they're not good guys. They don't know what they want. They don't want to get married. They don't, and it's not all men are like not, that. Guys Some in their men, 20s don't know shit. That's, When's I the last time you were a guy? I'm not a guy. Exactly. I'm not. So why don't you listen to the guy on this one, Nat? I, I understand. Guys in their 20s don't know shit. But here's shit. the thing. But you have someone they like Ben Shapiro. They need time to marinate. But you have someone like Ben Shapiro who was able to get married, have kids, success. Like Ben fucking Shapiro, Nat. Okay, but my point is why okay, can't, there's one why ben can't Shapiro the world... Why 50 can't, million men. But why, why does men feel like they can't reach certain like 
goals. Like people look at Ben Shapiro like, oh, I can never be like him. Like, yes, you can. No, no, you can't. Yes, you can. Ben is you a could have genius on the spectrum. Okay, but you can okay, still there's have like one success. Ben Shapiro, there's 50 you can still put men. in the work. You can still hustle. You can still put yourself out there. You can still go on the ground. Nah. Because here's the thing. The look people the that right do, now. the people that do go that extra mile and they kill themselves to for a goal and a dream that they have, they are the people who make it in the world. They are the names that you know. The Patrick Bed Davids of the world who put in the work, the hours, all those things. The Adam Sosnick. All of those things. Yeah, who's not getting married at age 20. Okay, I'm not saying okay. to get married. What I'm saying is that don't be shy to speed up the process of uh, getting knowledge and experience. You know, by the way, That's who, all I'm you, know, saying. you know who agrees with me, and this will be the last point here? <laughs> Patrick Bet David, who basically test drove That's fine. a million cars That's fine. in his early <laughs> 20s, in his late 20s, before he found the woman that he can grow his empire with. Yeah, that's and fine. And that's my whole message for our men. Become the best version of yourself. You don't have chase to be success, not women. And don't listen to Nat and fucking settle down <laughs> when you're 24 like Ben Shapiro. I'm not saying to settle okay? down at 24. I'm just saying Nat? speed up your hard time so that you don't have to go through hard times later on. Okay. There you go, Nat. There you okay. go. We're just That's gonna all. agree to disagree here. Okay. Only one of the two of us on the panel is a man and has a penis, I assume. <laughs> yes. And I, gentlemen out there, listen to the man on this one. Take you guys your motherfucking can. time. That's fine. Take okay. your time, but don't be shy to put in the work. That's all I'm saying. No, but take your time. But put in the work. But <laughs> put in the work. This is what happens with women. Put in the work. Put this is what work. happens with women. <laughs> put in the work. Okay. They just can't let. Done, be done. I just want men to do better. We want to see you win. All right, Matt. We want you Nat to have the like ladies. seems like dealing with some personal issues right now. <laughs> Gentlemen, let me know. Do you agree with Saz? Do you agree with Fresh and Fit? Or do you agree with Ben Shapiro on this one? Should you wait well into your 30s to get married? Or should you wait into your early 20s like Ben Shapiro and the female Ben Shapiro, Natalia Devalle over here? <laughs> Story's over. Let me know.